It seems so unlikely, but at some point it happens to everyone. With all the birds in the sky and all the humans down below, it's only a matter of time before someone gets pooped on. When this happens to you, it feels like you're the unluckiest person in the world. You were just minding your own business, and now you're covered in white and black gunk. Bacteria-filled white and black gunk. You must give up on your plans. Whatever you were trying to do, clearly it's not happening today. The only thing to do is to go home and take a shower. But don't be too discouraged. If some cultures are to be believed, you've actually just been on the receiving end of a significant bit of luck. Today might have been awful, but tomorrow, that bird poop might just turn your whole future around. Hi everyone, I'm Alastair Murden, and this is Superstitions, a Spotify original from Parcast. Belief in the supernatural does not belong to religion alone. Our world is a strange place, full of unsettling patterns and idiosyncrasies we struggle to understand. It is here, at the intersection of chaos and fate, that we find superstitions. On this show, we tell stories illustrating the horror, the weirdness, and the truth behind these beliefs. We explore how they began and what their continued existence says about the fragile human mind. Today's superstition doesn't have an agreed-upon origin. No one can say where exactly the belief that getting pooped on by a bird is good luck came from. However, the belief is most prevalent in eastern countries such as Turkey, Russia and China. So much so that those who have been pooped on by birds have been known to rush out and purchase a lottery ticket. Karma is intrinsic to this belief. If the universe has favored you, then you better pay it forward. Because your luck can just as quickly run out. As was the case with my friend Penny. Her story is one of a precipitous rise. But at what cost? You can find episodes of Superstitions and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Next, a story of revenge, betrayal, and bird poop. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Now our story begins. Penny was super excited. Today was the first day of her internship at JRT Economics. They were the leading financier of off-brand consumer housing intelligence solutions. She'd been working toward this since high school in small town Arkansas, and now that work had paid off. 
Things started slowly at first. Orientation, paperwork, building tour, that sort of thing. All she really had to do was pass out mail and make small talk with the other interns. She hoped they liked her. Internally, she was sizing them up. She figured she was smarter than at least half. There was one girl, Suhani, who had been to Duke Business School. She was also super pretty. Penny hated her. It wasn't until a few weeks into things that Penny was actually given some responsibility. She was supposed to work on Clark Bookberger's desk. He was one of the leading consumer providers at the company, and he'd just fired his assistant. If she impressed him, maybe he'd keep her on his desk. She'd be out of the mailroom in record time. The day started off well enough. He was gruff, not bothering to say good morning or even ask her name. But she answered his phone lines without any issue, and everything in the old assistant's inbox made sense to her. But then, he sent her to make copies. Marge, uh, what was your name again? He asked. She gave him her name. Right, Penny, take these grids down to the mailroom and make me ten copies. She nodded like a good soldier, hopping up and taking off down the hall. You know, that thing where you try to move fast to show your boss you're a hard worker, but not so fast as to lead your co-workers to think you're a freak? Penny made it to the copy room and printed off the ten copies as fast as humanly possible. She clamped them with binder clips and then took off back down the hall, copies in hand, still trying to look busy, but not psychotic. She arrived back in Mr. Bookberger's office and placed the copies on his desk. His face was one of disgust. What are these? He growled at her. She told him they were the copies he'd asked for. What, are you dense? He said. He picked a copy up and held it up to her face. I don't use binder clips. I use brads. Didn't they teach you anything in the mailroom? Her face fell, and she sat back down at her computer. That night, when she returned to the mailroom, her manager told her that Mr. Bookberger didn't want her back the next day. He was giving Suhani the desk. Penny did her best not to cry. As she walked to her car, thinking the day couldn't get any worse, it happened. It's always confusing at first, you feel a wet splash, and for a second, you think it's raining. But then you realize there isn't a cloud in the sky. You realize that what you felt had just a little more weight to it than a raindrop. Then you reach up and feel your hair. You feel something slick and pull your hand away to see it covered in sticky white and black goop. Penny almost vomited when she realized what had happened. She'd been pooped on by a bird. This time, she did cry. She returned to her great-aunt's house where she was staying until she could afford her own apartment. She cried in the shower, washing her hair over and over again. After almost an hour, she still wasn't convinced that she had gotten all the bird poop out. There was a knock on the bathroom door. It was her aunt saying she wanted to come in. 
Penny tried to tell her that she was fine, but then, in her heavy Russian accent, her aunt replied, Svezamaya, I can hear you crying. Do not lie to your auntie. Kashe will come and eat you. That finally brought a smile to Penny's face. She'd always loved her great-aunt's old Russian superstitions. She turned off the water and wrapped a towel around herself. She unlocked the door and sat on the toilet. Her aunt gently pushed open the door, her wrinkled face offering a smile when she saw her grandniece's sad expression. What happened, dear? You must tell me, she said. Penny didn't want to say at first, but then she let it all spill out. She even explained the minor details about Binder Clips versus Brad's. Her aunt scowled. Blin, what a psychopath. Did you tell him to back off? Penny laughed again. She explained she wanted to be able to keep working there, but then it occurred to her that she hadn't even shared the worst part. She told her aunt about getting pooped on by the bird. But her aunt actually perked up at this. She said that it was good news. Penny didn't understand how that could possibly be the case. Apparently, it was well known in other parts of the world that a bird pooping on you was good luck. Penny's aunt was sure that if she kept at it, great things were ahead for her at this job. Penny wasn't convinced, but she hugged her aunt and thanked her. The next day, she got up early for work. She put on a happy face and double-checked her hair in the bathroom for any residual bird poop, but it looked clean. When she talked to her manager, he revealed that she was being subbed out to another desk, Gloria Beckett's. Penny tried not to look disappointed. Everyone knew Gloria was a stressed out mess who was gonna get fired any day now. No career advancement in being her assistant. But Penny didn't have a choice. She made her way to Gloria's office, really just a horrible mess of papers and boxes in the basement. Gloria looked up from her desk, surprised to see her at first. But then she smiled and got up, extending a hand. Hi, you must be the temp assistant. Thanks so much for coming. I'm Gloria. What's your name? It was a refreshing change of pace from the gruffness of Mr. Bookburger. Gloria cleared some space for Penny to set up her company laptop, and once she was ready, shared some spreadsheets that she wanted Penny to go over. Just to double-check that the math added up. Gloria would answer her own phone and could get her own coffee. It was suspiciously easier than the other desk. Penny decided she was going to do the best possible job on the one task that Gloria had given her. She'd much rather work in the basement for someone who treated her like a human than work upstairs for some monster. As she went over the spreadsheets, she kept noticing a consistent error. It wasn't in the math, more just in the way that the company processed their pre-approved sub-finance payouts. Basic stuff, day one of business school. Penny was pretty sure that she just didn't quite understand how they process things here. But as she kept going through the sheet, the error made less and less sense. Eventually, she decided she needed to interrupt Gloria to show her what she had found. At first, Gloria said, Oh, well, yes, that's just how I figure out the payouts based on the algorithm they give me. But then Penny humbly suggested that maybe the algorithm wasn't right. She thought it was worth asking. Gloria frowned as she looked back over the spreadsheet. For a minute, 
Penny was worried that she had gone too far and pissed off yet another boss. But then the frown turned into a smile, and Gloria agreed to run it past management. And so, Gloria took a printout up to the top floor. Penny stayed behind and twiddled her thumbs. After 20 minutes, she decided to take a stab at organizing the paperwork. Another hour passed, and then she looked up to see that Gloria had returned, along with Mathis Halcyon, the CEO of JRT Economics. Gloria was immediately impressed by how much Penny had managed to pick up the office. Oh, wow, it's like a whole different room, she smiled. But Mr. Halcyon cut her off. So you're the girl who's questioning our company algorithms, he stared her down. Penny stood up straight and tried to seem confident. She explained that she was probably wrong, but it just didn't seem right to her. Halcyon took two steps toward her so that he was that much more imposing. He held up the printout. Then he spoke. We've been using these formulas for 25 years. They made me my fortune. And you know what? Penny just shook her head, waiting for him to answer his own question. He took another beat. Then his expression changed. He looked impressed. You're right. That algorithm has a significant error. We've been losing thousands because of it. I fired three of my best men an hour ago when I found out. Penny just kept standing there, not sure what to say. But then Mr. Halcyon turned to Gloria. Gloria, he said, how'd you like an office with a view? Within a week, Penny had been made Gloria's full-time assistant and they were both moved up to a mid-floor office with a great view of the city. When Penny shared the news with her aunt, she had to admit that maybe she was right. The bird poop had been good luck. Ironically, Penny now had three avian friends, pigeons that congregated on the ledge outside her office window. They watched her, as if wanting to keep tabs on their investment. She was sure she had a bright future ahead. Next, Penny presses her luck. Hi listeners, I'm thrilled to tell you about a new Spotify original from Parcast that I think you'll really enjoy. It's called Our Love Story. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Ready to hear more? Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, back to the story. It had been four years since Penny started at JRT Economics. While it had been a rocky start, she'd eventually impressed the higher-ups and was now a co-partnerships financing chair along with her former boss, Gloria Beckett. Penny had a secret. She owed her success to one thing, getting pooped on by a bird. After a particularly rough day in her second week at the company, she'd been walking out to her car when a bird pooped on her. 
Ever since then, things had only gotten better. Or at least, that's what Penny's old Russian aunt believed. She'd still bring it up from time to time when Penny visited her at the high-rise apartment Penny had moved her into. But Penny liked to think she had at least something to do with her own success. She'd worked hard in school and that work had paid off. But Penny was only human. For all the success she'd had, she still wanted more. And failing that, she wanted others to have less. One girl in particular. When Penny had first started at the company, her biggest rival had been another intern, Suhani. Suhani was beautiful and smart, and she'd also found success as vice president in charge of accounting sales management, which technically meant that she outranked Penny, and she made it known. In meetings, Suhani would always be the first to point out if Penny's numbers weren't quite right. And Penny was pretty sure that Suhani had started a rumor that the Aesop moisturizer on her desk was actually just an Aesop bottle that she refilled with cheap off-brand stuff. But the worst of it came one afternoon when Gloria came bursting into Penny's office, tears in her eyes. That witch, she said. She convinced Halcyon that I'm redundant. I'm not redundant, I'm a person. Penny was confused, still seated behind her desk. You mean, they're firing you? Gloria nodded, yes. Apparently, Suhani had written up a report recommending that 10% of the workforce be cut. Penny immediately went over and wrapped her old boss in a hug. She didn't know what to say. All she could do was make sure that she didn't end up being considered redundant. And maybe, maybe she could make sure that Mr. Halcyon stopped listening to Suhani. It was a dark thought, one she wasn't entirely comfortable with. So she went over to her open window to think. She reached down to a table where she kept her pitcher of water. As she filled a glass, she heard a sudden flapping of wings. Then, she heard a sudden splat, like a raindrop falling only bigger. It took Penny a second to register, but on her hand and dripping into the glass of water was a sticky, oily, white and black glob of bird poop. The offending pigeon was seated on the windowsill, watching her, waiting, no, demanding that she take action. She understood. The birds had given their blessing. They wanted her to take Suhani down. Penny returned to what she did best, double-checking spreadsheets. She pulled every document she could find that might be related to Suhani's work. Every monthly quota, every statistical analysis, every expense report, and she checked the math on all of them, made sure they all adhered to company policy. And then she found it. Thousands upon thousands of trips to the dry bar. Suhani was getting blowouts and charging it to the company. Clearly a violation of policy. Penny had her. 
That afternoon, she set a meeting with Suhani in Suhani's office. Upon arriving, Penny casually made her way to Suhani's window, looking out at the birds that gave her power. Suhani was her usual catty self. Can we, uh, get whatever this is underway? I've got a full schedule. I'm sure you know what that's like. Penny turned slowly and gave her a grimace smile, then made her way to the chair in front of her desk. She sat down. You're a strong woman, Suhani. You've risen fast at this company. Maybe a little too fast, Penny said. Suhani just narrowed her eyes and asked Penny what she was talking about. Then Penny dropped the bombshell. She revealed that she knew about the blowouts. Suhani's eyes went wide. Penny could see she had her. Suhani tried to excuse the indiscretion, tried to say she was planning on paying the company back. But it was too late. Penny had already informed Mr. Halcyon. Suhani was out. Her position was being absorbed into Penny's, and Penny was receiving a raise. Suhani screamed, rising from her chair and flipping it over. You can't do this to me, she said. But Penny just smiled, rose from her own chair, and walked right up to Suhani. Why not? You did it to Gloria, Penny said. It'll be a good opportunity for you. Take some time. You've put so much effort into being a good JRT economics employee. You might try putting some effort into being a good person. Suhani's mouth fell open, and with that, Penny left her. With the added job responsibilities, Penny was now the most powerful woman at the company. She had not one, but two assistants, a corner office, a company Tesla, and she could expense whatever she wanted, no questions asked. She became so absorbed in her own power that she quickly forgot who had gotten her here. Not just the pigeons, but her aunt too. Her visits to her aunt became less frequent. One day, when Penny finally did visit her, her aunt commented on the change. Svedzamaya, why do you visit me so infrequently? she asked. Penny tried to brush her off. Oh, auntie, you know the rent doesn't pay itself but her aunt wasn't having it. She had a pretty good idea of what Penny earned now. She could work half as much and still pay the rent on three apartments. And what's more, it was clear that her aunt wasn't the only one she was forgetting about. You have been in charge for weeks. Why have you not rehired your old boss, Gloria? She asked. This surprised Penny. It honestly hadn't occurred to her. She'd been so busy... She really had forgotten all about the woman who helped her get where she was. But she'd correct that now. She still could. She could do anything. You're right, auntie, she said. I'll make it right. Penny pulled some strings and had Gloria hired back at the company, working underneath her, of course. But as the weeks went by, something just didn't sit right with her. Gloria was back, and she was getting a lot of attention for some of the new skills she picked up while working at another firm. Penny couldn't help but remember the days of when she was the assistant, when she cut a swath through the company to stake her own claim. Would Gloria come for her? 
try to become the boss over her former protege? She couldn't allow that to happen. So she called Gloria into her office and gently let her go. Gloria, love you so much, but I really think our career growth is leading us in different directions, don't you think? She said. Gloria was stunned. She had no idea Penny felt this way. She tried to change her mind, but Penny wouldn't budge. She already had security at the door with a box of Gloria's belongings. Penny's old boss was devastated. She left the room, shaking her head, tears in her eyes. When that was all over, Penny looked out on her incredible view. There were more pigeons than normal sitting on her windowsill. They were barely moving. They seemed to just stare at her. And they kept up like that for a few days. Eventually, Penny couldn't take it anymore. They were ruining her view. She had her first assistant call building operations and told them she wanted to remodel her office. She worked out of a spare office for the next month as they took out the carpet, added new molding, and put spikes on the windowsills. Once the initial construction was finished, they got about with the redecorating. Penny had her second assistant keep track of most of it, constantly presenting her with different paint swatches or couch fabrics or curtain pieces. Really, it got to be too many questions. Penny had a job to do after all. This new girl working for her was not the sharpest tool in the shed. She didn't get it. She didn't have that sense of what were the important questions and what were the things she could handle herself. It just came to be too much. Penny was ready to send her back to the mailroom. The straw that broke the camel's back came one morning when Penny was just swamped with reports from the New India branch. She wasn't convinced that anyone there even knew how to properly file a judiciary finance return claim. The second assistant had this annoying habit of tapping at the door instead of just confidently entering. Penny rolled her eyes and motioned for her to come in. What is it? She snapped. The girl was timid, clearly stressed. Um, about the curtains, do you want gold or, or mustard? She asked. Penny just couldn't take it. Are you even trying? Do you even care? Gold, obviously, now get out, she screamed. The girl teared up and left the room. She returned to her desk where she sat down, trying to keep the other girl, Penny's first assistant, from seeing that she was upset. That night, back in the mailroom, the manager told her that Miss Penny had not asked for her back. She left dejected, walking back across the parking lot to her car. And then she felt it, a wet splash on her head. A bird had pooped on her. Birds have long been associated with fortune and a higher power. Everyone knows the legend of the phoenix, the mythological bird that dies and rises again from its ashes. This is actually a widespread belief found in the mythologies of more than one ancient culture. But even beyond that, many world mythologies are filled with famous birds. When Ron Burgundy exclaims, Great Odin's Ravens! He's not just spouting nonsense. 
The king of the Norse gods was known to have two pet ravens. The Norse people believed that if ravens appeared immediately after making a sacrifice to Odin, then the sacrifice had been accepted. In the legends of Native American Pueblo people, eagles carry messages from God. And of course, there's the biblical tale of Noah and the Flood, where a dove returns to the ark with an olive leaf in its beak, signifying that the flood has ended. Across the globe, humans associate birds with divinity. Perhaps it has to do with their ability to soar high above us, inspiring us to wonder where exactly they fly off to. But that's about as far as we can go to explain this superstition, because the actual poop component really is anything but lucky. Bird's poop comes from a bird's cloaca, which is its one orifice by which it poops, pees, and copulates. So getting pooped on by a bird is actually more than getting pooped on, if you catch my meaning. And what's worse, the waste is full of bacteria and fungus that can cause life-threatening infections and damage your immune system. So, even if you believe this one, you should still go clean yourself up. Most superstitions agree that the amount of time that the bird poop rests on your body is unimportant. Unless you're a sailor, then apparently you're supposed to wait to clean up the bird poop until after the next storm. I don't make the rules. Thanks again for listening to Superstitions. We will be back Wednesday with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Superstitions and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Until next time, be wary of the things you cannot explain. Superstitions is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Kenny Hobbs, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Superstitions was written by Greg Castro, with writing assistance by Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Claire Cronin, and research by Adriana Gomez and Mickey Taylor. I'm Alastair Murden. Listeners, don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.